Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Today on Juniors TV, we have an honored, we have honored, I mean honored guest, Mr. Jason Greer, um, founder of the Yummy Foundation, which is Young Urban Men Motivated and Excellent. Um, they're here to speak about real estate credit and just bettering the people um, as a whole. How you doing today, Mr. Greer? I'm doing well. Okay, so I had several questions to start this podcast off and to ask you a bunch of different questions, but I really wanted to, um, I feel like the information needs to be put out uh, properly. So we're going to go on a series form, and um, hopefully you guys got your pens, papers, and all those things so we can educate you and you can educate yourselves. So let's start from scratch, Mr. Greer. When it comes down to um, stepping into real estate, what are some of the main main things needed in order to even start? Well, the most important thing is that just people have confidence in dealing with people when you're going to purchase a a home. You know, there are several different ways to buy and sell your house. Different forms of doing it are handled several different ways. But the most common way uh, is a form which most people have heard of but maybe don't quite understand is FHA, uh, the Federal Housing Administration. It helps people become first-time homebuyers. But no matter which way you go, you have to establish uh, financially uh, financeable credit. You have to have a good credit. That's the biggest obstacle I deal with in dealing with people when I'm trying to help them get their first home. The NFA? N- NHA? FHA. FHA. What does that mean? Fe- it stands for the Federal Housing Administration. Okay. So let's just um, let's start here. I have absolutely nothing but bad credit. I'm in the process of building myself up and building up my credit. Um, I see a piece of property maybe in Indiana that I might want to um, I might want to purchase or see what I need to purchase a home. Uh, What's the best step to start fixing that credit or getting the credit to the the point where we can start um, being in the conversation? Well, the best thing to do is you really just need to get a true picture of the credit report. You need to work with a lender that's going to apply for that credit, and you're going to get denied because you know yourself coming out the gate that you said the credit's bad. But that particular lender should be able to tell you this is exactly what you have to do. So who is the county? What is it? What is the lender? Some of the banks in the area. Um, one of the banks, I'm not throwing names out here, but it was a, one of the community banks was uh, Centier Bank. you have to have established with your credit is it bad look at your credit and see where it's bad and then you know you're going to get a score and then he can tell you what your score is then you got to look at it but most people the problem is that okay they've 
them issue credit sometime earlier on. And then if they have bad credit, it's because they didn't honor it. So you can't expect the lender, whoever it may be, to loan you sixty, seventy, a hundred thousand dollars if you won't pay a target seventy five or two hundred and eighty. Yes, sir. So the first thing you gotta do is because it shows on your credit as unpaid debt. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you have to do is go it's open collections. That's the thing that brings your credit down. So open the first credit. thing you have to do is go and little by little go ahead and pay, you know, get those results. One of the strategies that I do, this is what all these credit repair people do. Do this all that they do. During the course of a year, sometimes people get a windfall of money during tax season. So at that time, you know, I say call these people because there's already a bad charge off. I say, hey, how much would you settle for this? If they don't settle for anything, if you truly want to pay, uh, if you truly want to one day purchase a home, you're going to have to pay that off anyway. Yes, sir. I don't advocate this, so let me make it clear. But this is what a lot of people do. Key to credit repair, this is the key to the whole thing. This is the key. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm going to get to now. Is increasing your financial intelligence. Now, that is the key. Because this is what a lot of people do. They're like, well, I'll just file bankruptcy. Well, you still got to wait two years okay. before you can purchase. Okay. And then if you haven't increased your financial intelligence, you're going to repeat the same habits and you're going to be back in the same place. So financial intelligence is pretty much using your money in a better way, right? Yes. The, the, the money that you have now, yes. paying off those old loans, paying off those old debts, just making that a habit going forward, mm -hmm. basically. Yes. And so what I tell people do, get some money, pay off your little debts, pay off your little debts, pay off your little debts. And you will see amazingly that your score goes up. Let's say it takes you two years. You don't want to hear that, but if you file bankruptcy, it's going to take you two years before you can buy anything anyway. Okay. And during that time, that window, if you haven't increased your financial intelligence, you're going to end up right back in the same spot. Okay. So what you do is get that money and negotiate, see if they will say, hey, I owe you $385. Will you pay $250? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So then it will show paid in full because an open collection is the thing that brings your financial credit down. Then if you can manage your credit, right? Say you say $500 or $1,000. You get a secured credit card. Yes, sir. Then the same thing that you would do because you want to drive a car. Okay. So you want to pay for gas. So you take that car credit card. And this is all in the book. This ain't nothing new. I didn't invent it. Yeah, I know. Yes, sir. I didn't invent it. Yes, this sir. ain't, I ain't no Einstein. I'm just, I'm just parroting what I've learned. Yes, sir. So you just use that credit card, pay for that gas, get the bill, mail it in. Then you start to build credit. What you're doing is you're paying off the old credit and you're establishing new credit or you're varying so that the people that will lend you seventy, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars, as I mentioned earlier, will see that you have put forth credit because now they're willing to take a chance on you because they think that you have been diligent enough 
the tribes that we established here in Florida. Yes, sir. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I honestly, um, me and my wife have a secure credit card. And we actually are, we're becoming a little bit more hands-on in our finances. We issued, at the beginning of last year, we got the uh, secure credit card. We moved since Thursday, put $300 up. Uh, we spend 30% or close to it, and we make sure we always pay it off. And another thing that you touched on, um, the the um, negotiating the final price or um, interest settling. You know, um, I recently um, just settled with the the United States Educational uh, Department for me to go to school. So when you say, you like you said, it might be $310. You ask, will they take this, will they take that? My loan that I had left over was 3500 and I was able to cash them out for 2400 you know, because I called, I made the initiative to make that call and, uh, and, and move forward with my credit so I can get in school. So I know exactly what you mean by that. Because what, they, what the credit agency wants to do is something consistent over time. Let me give you something sort of related. I was in court for Another young lady came in, and she didn't have any insurance. I had insurance. So I said, okay, I'll pay for it because I really didn't even want to pay for it. I just wanted to pay. So when she came in, and she showed the judge, and she had some temporary insurance. And the judge says, no, no, no. If I'm going to see you back here in four months, then I want to see proof of insurance for every Understand what yes I'm saying? Sir, yes, sir. The principal. Yep. She didn't want to see this temporary, and then you're not going to be able to, you know, do it. I want to see that you have insurance for four consecutive months. Then I'll dismiss the case. Yep. Whereas with my card, she seen it was, it was there. It, it was dated. It was there. I showed insurance card. It was dismissed. So what I'm saying is, it's the same principle with credit. They don't want you to just see that you pay all this stuff off all at once. Then you have the ability to do it, but that hasn't sustained to the credit industry that you can make payments consistently. I agree. And over a period of time, just like before we loan you this X amount of dollars. That's how it works. So as we build, so let me ask you, what are the three different um, credit I'm not um, sure I'm asking. TransUnion, there you go. Equifax, and uh, one other. But what it, it, it's, I, I don't remember the call of the name, but the, the point of it is the credit, the, who, whoever you apply for the lender, they're going to take what's called your middle score. It's not important that it's three names of a company because all the, all the information is the same thing. They okay. all have the same thing. Okay. Basically, it, for lack of better terms, basically, is McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. You understand? Yes, they sir. all serve burger and fries. They all do the same thing. They all do the same yes, thing. Sir. So, but your lender is not going to take your high score. He's not going to take your low score. He's going to take that middle score. Okay. And that middle score has established, once again, you have shown consistency over a course of time. And they're going to say, okay, hey, Don Smith, he had bad credit in 2020. He worked paid this off, he got 
that this credit card to the credit card shows you the day that it was established, that it was open. Then it's going to show you your high limit. Then it's going to show you your low limit. And then if you live at the high limit where it's all maxed up, you're at high risk. That means you need it. Yeah. You know, if you're low risk, they're going to like, well, they ain't afraid to use credit. Yeah, they do. I'm an advocate of using credit where you have to, so you don't have to. Let's face it, most people, if they're buying a home, let's say an average home, hundred thousand dollars, I'm not going to have that money to go down to that. I'm dealing with Freddie people, <laughs> individuals. So you're going to have to show them. And the reason the government uh, introduced this program because back in, you know, before time, before federal housing administration stepped in it was very hard you had to have half of the money back uh-huh. so they made it so that you can have a total of six percent and out of that six percent three percent of that can be paid by seller okay so let's take example you got a nice easy house you know people using this term hundred thousand dollar house technically you need six thousand dollars cut that in half, you got to have 3000 Then you get the seller to pay the other 3000 which is almost done all the time. You know, the old saying, you know, that's how it's done. If you give me what I asked for, you know, I'll, get, I'll, I'll help you out. Because my objective is to help your objective, but my objective is to sell, and your objective is to buy. Yeah, so in the long run, we both get what we need out of this situation. It's called win-win situation. There you go. You always want to be, no one wants to be in a win-lose situation. Right. You want, you want at the closing, you don't want people to be looking at each other. You want people to be shaking hands. Hey, happy to get your house. He's happy to get his check. He's moving on. Everything is nice and copacetic and sat and polished. That's how real estate transactions are supposed to be. No one's supposed to feel that they're getting uh, taken advantage of. Everyone's supposed to feel that it is a win-win situation. So back to the credit. Um, does it take an average of two years to build your credit up? No, it just depends on how diligent you are. Here, I'm gonna just say this. I'm talking with I'm dealing with bread and butter people. If you can work extra overtime and you dedicate that money, it takes some good discipline to it. You know, you might do something on the side. You might paint a house. You might babysit. You might walk a dog. You might do cut you might yards. You might cut yards. You might yeah. braid hair. You might do anything. You might uh, you might Uber. You might do anything. You might pick up a second job to address the issue of either saving for your down payment or fixing your credit. That's what you're trying. That's the objective. So it's based on you. It's based on you. You know. Then some people, you know, they have. can get assistance from a family member. You know, you know, you can get assistance from your parents. So so okay, so people in better position than you may be in can help if you get to these next levels now. Like if you need a down payment, it can come from your parents. It can, it's called a gift letter. But it has to be a blood relative. It can't just be a you know, it has to be it preferably it has to be your parents. Okay. Or your guardian. 
and they can give you a gift letter to help you with the down payment. You understand yes, what I'm sir. saying? So, um, and then you know your income has to support the the home that you're purchasing, of course. But you were strictly talking about credit. Yes, sir. We strictly talk about credit. Credit. So you have to. The biggest tip, the biggest thing, uh, on this is that you have to get a snapshot of your credit. You have to know where your credit is. I can't know where. It's not important that I know. You have to know it, and then you have to. And this is key. You have to work with a lender that says, John Smith, I need you to focus on this, this, and this. Because often what John Smith does, he gets his credit, and he doesn't talk to a lender that will lend him the money. And he starts paying this, 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 and this. Yes, sir. Which may want you to pay yes, a, another category. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, so... <coughs> You go and you talk to a lender, a mortgage company, a bank, whatever. They can't lend you the money today. But their business is doing what? Lending, Lending money. money. Yeah, so they're going so to they're gonna put you in the pipe, you know, pipeline. So and if you are disciplined and if you're working with a correct lender, then a good lender, especially one that works on commission, he's going to tell you if he's smart, I want you to do this, 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 and this, and this, and come back and see me. Now, you don't have to listen to him, but you can shop all day around, and no one's going to help you until you do this, 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 and this. Yes, so it's just a matter of if you're going to do it. Yes, that's true. You put yourself in a situation, yeah. and you have to get yourself out of the situation. This is uh, the discipline part of it seems like the most important. I believe a lot of us – lack a lot of discipline i think but i believe like i said i believe this 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 time that we're living in now is a different person grooming in our neighborhood well when you say us you mean us as african Americans? yes sir well this is just I'm my opinion i want you i want i want I you to elaborate I I i'm not gonna get too churchy on you but yes, sir. a lot of us have heard this my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge i agree once you give our people the knowledge there's a great percentage of us that will get disciplined, but because we don't have the knowledge, that's why I'm here tonight to help 100%. with this knowledge. Yes, sir. Because I see a lot of us hitting the gym, getting up every morning, going to the health club, and I see discipline in that area. Yes. You know. Yes. And, you know, we can be disciplined when we need to be. If something's important to you, you know, Les Brown, one of my favorite motivational speakers, says this. He says, everything in life that's worth it most likely will be hard. But everything in life that's hard ain't always worth it. Woo. That's tough. So this may be hard, but it's got to be worth it to you. If you want to spend the, your life and never, I know it's as corny as it may seem, never participate in the American dream and buy a home, and you say, I prefer to be a renter, no one's judging you. If that's the road that you want to live, that's fine. But if you won't stop being a and it's going to take work, it's going to take changing some things. My cousin, in <coughs> she lives in, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, she cut off her subscription to magazines. 
she started doing her own hair for a year. She um, uh, she prepared caskets for people, for our family, that she used to do for free. And then she says, "No, I got to charge you because I'm doing. I'm trying to buy a home now." And she had a little job. She said, "Put your money right in there. You you're gonna pay H and R Blood. You're gonna pay Jackie Hewitt. You're gonna pay this. Pay me. Pay Victoria Collins." So she they started paying her, and she did all of that, and she saved every little penny she could. She wasn't cheap, but some of the things that she could. Every once in a while, she would go get her hair done. Well, for that, for a little while. Did it herself, so you know, you know. There's a saying. I'm sure you've heard it. I know a lot of people in our community have. People buy what they want and beg for what they can't. Woo. So if you want it, you'll make the change to get it. Hallelujah. Shout out to Miss Victoria because that that that's difficult and that's that's black excellence there, man. That that really is. Um, when I say um. I'm seeing changes in our neighborhood. Um, I do see us um, getting up and, and being more disciplined in our bodies, things that we're consuming. But now in my generation, it seems like the guys that I, that, that I go on my um, social social medias and see, I see a lot more about Forex. I see a lot more about um, uh, in investing in Bitcoin and Doge and all these different things. So like you said, I feel like we, we have lacked the knowledge of for a very long time. And... I feel like that's the only thing that's had that has had us behind everybody is the knowledge. But today in 2021, I feel like that's why I feel like your platform is because there are people out here that's looking for the knowledge at this current time. I believe there are a lot more younger uh, African-American adults looking to purchase homes the proper way, build their credit up the right way and all of those things. So I feel like we're working progress we're in, we're in a good position well the reason i chose um the vehicle of real estate as an investment for me is because it was something i could understand and it was something the most important reason is i could control i can't control stock market mm. oh yeah you know but i can control the real estate real estate may go up it may go down but i can I'm, I'm pretty much in control of it no one pretty much tells me what the price of this real estate is going to be you know because one of the here's here I, I mentor quite a bit of people and this is the number one rule when investing now we start we, we sort of switching gears but this is not for applicable for buying your personal home so much Should I say so much? But the number one rule in real estate investing is the number one rule is you make your money when you buy. You get your money when you sell. You make your money when you buy. You get your money when you sell. So let me let me just tell you, everyone can buy something that is at its market value. But the key to a real estate investor is. If I see a home that's valued at, let's just say, $75,000, anybody can buy that home for $75,000, but I got to recognize that that home for $75,000, if I have to drive across town and it's on sale 
for $45,000. I just made $30,000. Yes, so I made my money by I may not sell it for years, but I may not sell it for 10, 11, 12 years, or I may sell it next week. It doesn't matter. The point of it is I bought it with 45000 Speculate that one day it may go to a hundred thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand. Yes, sir. Because why? I made it. I bought it at forty-five thousand. So now everyone likes sales. Everyone likes a sale. Yes, sir. You know that's why, you know, Drag Van and Teal they put everything on sale in the paper. That's why Sunday papers stick in the mail. You know, so you know. You know everyone likes a sale. That's all I'm gonna say. So you, I, I buy what's on sale. You know, I, I, I look for things that's on sale, things that's going up in value. What I do is I, I come in and I buy in value, <coughs> and uh, I buy something that goes up on value, and then I allow for that thing to pay me res residual income because I rent it, or if I have to, I will sell it. At the appropriate time, you know. Right now in today's market, it's a seller's market. It's not a buyer's market, but you still gotta look for the deal. Yes, sir. So the number one rule when becoming a real estate investor is you make your money by researching sales. That's a valid point. That's a great. That's a great point to stop it on. Uh, yep. So, so at this current moment, we're building our credit up. Yes. And in order to find to really have that communication with the lender, you need a snapshot of your credit report. Absolutely. You need to know where you're at. You need to know where you're at so that you can buy. And a good lender will say, this is where you're at. And that's going to get that credit report and say, this is where I'm at. Have them guide. They have guidelines. I mean, their who, guidelines. Who has guidelines? Every particular lender. Lender is the guys at the bank, correct? The bankers. Okay. The bankers, okay. the mortgage companies. Okay. Let me let me let me make it clear. Yes. The lenders, the bank, the bank, the mortgage companies, or the banks. Okay. Those when are I the lenders. lenders. Okay. Okay. Everyone, they they all basically have the same. They might be a little different, but when they leave, when you leave there, if they provide you your credit report, and they can tell you where you're at, they can tell you. You can ask them this question. What would it take for your company to lend me the money? Tell me what I got to do. From this point, for your company to give me the money that to I To give need. me the money to get the loan to buy my first home. Yes. Or investment property. Whatever it takes. They will tell you. And if they can't tell you, listen to me, radio audience, you're dealing with the wrong lender. Okay. Because they should be able to tell you. Because they're in the business to yes. lend loans. Banks don't give away tokens. If they, if banks don't lend money, they go out of business. They yes, don't sir. just put out money. They, they make money by lending money. Yes, sir. So they're going to tell you. So a smart loan officer is going to say, hey, I can't help Joe Smith today. Let me put him in the pipeline. Let me help him. Joe, can I call you in three months to see have you done this, honey? Can I call you, check with you in three months, see where you're at? Have you done it? I'm not going to pull your credit report. But have you done this? Right. Then I'm going to call you in another two months. Go ahead. And then after I see that you have done it, 
okay, then we can maybe look at this thing. But if you haven't done it, then maybe I should stop because I'm wasting your time and my time. So you need to get a snapshot of your credit report. Yep. Find you a good, lo- a good lender, which would be the mortgage companies or the banks. And once you get to that step, you should have a, a hopefully your lender is uh, knowledgeable enough to point you in the right direction of the things that you might need to take off of that credit report first before you use your own um, uh, your own conscience of what to do. Talk to a good lender, find a good lender, good mortgage company, good banks, and bankers to get in a position to get in the pipeline of your next step. And, and I just feel uh, led to say this. And, and, and stop thinking that it's impossible and stop um, listening to comedians making fun of your credit. I got bad credit. I ain't going to have a good credit. No, don't do that. Look at your credit and see. Because we all borrow money. You know, some of us borrow money. Most of us in our community, well, let me take it back. Some of us in our community, we borrow money for things that's going down. We borrow money for furniture. We borrow money for clothes. We borrow money for cars. You know, why is it that a person with bad credit get you won't you can get money to go get a car which is going down in value but then when you want to go get money for a car you get for for a home you give up have you ever thought that maybe it's meant to sort of systemically keep us in place have you ever considered that no matter how bad your credit is in America Let's talk about our community. No matter how bad your credit is, you can get someone to finance you for an automobile. Very true. No matter how, how bad your credit is. How many repos you got, no matter none of that, you can get somebody to give you a car. You get somebody to give you yes a car. Yes, sir. You rolled off the lot, it's going down in value. Yes, sir. You'll pay the fee, you'll pay the interest rate, you'll do that. You know why? Because you ain't got to do anything. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You're just going to be paying this super in credit. You ain't got to work hard. You ain't got to have change money. You can just get bad credit right on top of bad credit, right, and they don't care. And then you, because my people are short of black and lives, you don't see what's happening to you. You driving around paying 17 24% interest for this vehicle, but you're getting back and forth to work. Whereas if you have took the time, bought something used, or didn't have no payment, and instead of paying that money, take that money and repair your credit, then you could get you something at a regular interest rate and you could take that same excess money that you were paying for that overpriced <laughs> car and use it to eliminate the bad debt so that you wouldn't be in this same vicious cycle. If you were in the same cycle in 2021 as you're in 2025, you didn't want it. I Period. Agree. I agree. Period. So you got to get your discipline together. Take take the initiative for yourselves. Um, like you said, this could all be um, this. Believe me, they want us in this box, man. They don't they don't want us to, to have the knowledge to purchase homes and things of that nature. So make sure that you ask the questions that you need to ask. And, and, and like you said, nothing is impossible. And, and don't keep beating yourself up. But but if you want to make a change, you have to do the groundwork to make the change. And, and let me just say this ain't about me, but my credit wasn't always the best. So this ain't about me. Yeah. But I read, and I had to pay the price, and I did it. So this ain't about me, but I'm just saying, 
you know, I had to put my twos and fuse together. I'm not an elitist. I'm a realist. Yes, sir. And I'm just keeping it real that anyone can do it with enough discipline. Yes, sir. But you got to want it. Well, I need you to, um, now that we wrapped up the first part, first part series of purchasing homes or, um, or uh, investing in real estate, uh, you have a program called Yummy, which is for young urban men motivated investors. Can you give me, give us a, a rundown of what it was or what it is? What yeah. it is. Um, Several years ago, a couple of decades ago, there was a young man in Chicago by the name I can't remember his name but he was performing at the time and he capitalized off of being involved out in this youth to help help young men urban men who are motivated to take things to the focus of increasing their financial intelligence because he was a young what they say, wannabe gang member who seen something he didn't see and uh, they murdered him. And uh, I just know that a lot of us out in the streets in the inner city, um, you know, we, <laughs> we want to get help, but there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to financial freedom. Financial freedom, financial wealth. You have to put in the fight. You have to do it. And um, so my thing is uh, I want to uh, motivate young men. I want to capitalize on them. I want to help them. Uh, I want to tell them I want to help them get good jobs. I want to help them get a good career. I want to help them get good education. And, you know, I want to change the image, and I want to mentor as many uh, young men so that uh, our community can be better. Yes, sir. That's what I want to do. That, that's what I want to do. So this is now called the Yummy Project. Yes. This is the Yummy Project. Um, this is for the young urban men motivated investors and women. Yeah. Not, and I'm not excluding the women. Yeah. Man so is woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not excluding any female. Yes, so don't sir. don't think that. It's just that, uh, you know, I, I know – I am just like every other person that sees what's going on in our community, and it's frustrating. Yes, sir. And if I just can't sit back, you know, everything I have comes from God. I'm going to repeat that again. Everything I have comes from God. And God has released me to share the knowledge that I have back into my community to make a difference. That's what I got to do. I don't charge people to mentor them. I just want to see their lives get better. If their lives get better for me, that's payment in line. That's it. Let me say this. I want to just say this yes, one sir. thing. You know, I, I have a college degree uh, from Indiana University in Northwest. And, you know, the people in New York City, they, in 1885, the United States made a deal to get the Statue of Liberty. And the people in New York City and the surrounding boroughs, Harlem, Manhattan, Queens, the Bronx, and many others, 
they'd see that statue and 95% of them have never been to the Statue of Liberty because it's in their backyard and they don't appreciate it. Yet it is a worldwide tourist attraction. People from all over the world fly in and visit that. What's that got to do with me not being prepared for stuff yet? If you go and park your car at 34th and Broadway, There aren't many of us going into the university. Talk, sir. Every morning. Talk your talk, sir. Every morning. And they just built, I don't know how much it cost, but $65, $70 million building across the street at the Methodist School for Allied Brothers. Yes, sir. And we were labeled at one time the murder capital of the world, but that was a false label. But my point of it is, too many people in Northwest Indiana, people, especially people of color, they drive right past Indiana University every day. And I'm not a racist, I'm a realist, but the majority of the people who attend Indiana University are not people of color. Or they the people of Gary. Or the people of Gary. They drive, it's so many people, and if you look inland when they come, and I'm glad they're coming. Me too. I'm glad they're coming, I'm glad everyone comes, yep. but I'm, I'm not a racist. Really, so but we have to see what's in our city already. That's why I'm so on board with uh, Mayor Jerome Prince and his vision that he has to say reimagine Gary, the things that he wants to do, and he is uh, changing how people think and their approach. And he wants to bring infrastructure to factories. He wants to tear down things and uh, build new houses. Man, you know, but. At the same time, we need to appreciate we have a major university at 33rd to 35th and Broadway, and we need to get people of color in that university, a, commun a, a nationwide, uh, uh, Indiana University is, is known all over the world. Yes, sir. And right down the street from there is Ivy Tech. We need to get people in those schools, in there to learn a trade, learn what they can do, maximize the potential, work a job, increase their financial intelligence, buy assets, limit their liabilities, and change the city of Gary. Don't ask what Gary can do for you, but rather ask what you can do for Gary. Dylan J. of Cave Flying. But we have to change ourselves, and we cannot alienate any. We don't have time to say this is a black problem, this is a white problem. This is just a problem, and more importantly being a problem, it is an opportunity. Yes, sir. Mr. Richard Gary, I truly, truly, truly appreciate you. Appreciate the Gummy program, the Gummy project that you're you're embarking on. This is going to be amazing for the people of Indiana and the people of color or the people just of the world, period, who wants to better themselves, have financial e excellence, and all of those different things. This has been an amazing show. Um, any last words, sir? Uh, no, keep God first. Keep God first. Hey, my last words is appreciate the things in your backyard. Yes, sir. So this is another, well, this is our first episode of the Yummy Project. We will be coming back to you live next week as well. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. And if you have any, any questions for Mr. Jason Greer, go to jake1763 at comcast.net. Jake1763 at Comcast.net.
send over your questions, and uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to answer them. Uh, this is our first part of the series of the Yummy Project. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless. God bless.